welcome to If It's Gay We Play, everybody. It's a podcast that's been on hiatus for a number of months. I would say the better part of a year. No, it's been like six months. Because we record, we've recorded in quarantine. We have. There were several episodes we recorded in quarantine. It's been... You're right. I know I'm right, because I looked at the podcast yes. feed, and I yes. listened to we, our podcast. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's, I'm I consider, you. okay, but here's the thing. I am also right, because that was a different world. Yeah, it we, was. This, uh, we have not recorded in this new world, in this new year, which is called winter which is the year after revolution which was during the summer yeah it's been a hell of a year it's been the worst fucking year it's been personally a shit like week for me in like a shit year and i know that's the energy we're bringing into our comedy podcast but we have to be honest about where we're at and we like everybody else on the earth uh, are in not the greatest place. I mean, the purpose of a comedy, and I uh, used air quotes in an auditory medium, uh, which, you know, we're want to do in this podcast. Um, the purpose of a comedy, this time I didn't use air quotes, um, podcast is to, uh, you know, light, uh, try to lighten the load, take, take, the, take the load off. Uh, uh, humor is, is used very, very traditionally by, by, by us queer folk. Oh, am I, am I too loud? You're so loud. That is so fucking funny that after years of being so quiet on this goddamn podcast, I am finally loud. You're so loud. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Now I learn how to project after months of being in quarantine quietly. Um, Anyway, uh, us us queer folk uh, have very traditionally used comedy to uh, deal with, um, you know, horrifying plagues and genocide. So I think, uh, you know, this is this is a pretty appropriate medium. Yep. I am so stupid. I put my coffee in yet again a mug. I can't I have a metal mug and it's my favorite mug, but it means I can't microwave my very cold, shitty coffee now. It was good coffee when it was hot. See, I like cold French press coffee. I think it's. Uh, superior to cold machine what do you call the coffee (laughs) hey fellas what do you call the coffee when you put it fucking christ i'm so loud what do you call the coffee when you put it in the machine i think it's just coffee machine i don't know i don't know if there's a term for it coffee maker coffee machine coffee normal coffee regular coffee anyway yeah it tastes bad when it gets cold superior to that but it's still not i think it tastes great okay i think all french press coffee is great but for hot french press coffee is the best coffee i think any coffee that was made to be hot once it gets cold tastes like butts i think you taste like butts Probably. Welcome to If It's Gay We Play. My name is Kai. My pronouns are like Z, her, hers. My name's Hannah, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. If you couldn't hear me uh, because Hannah was speaking over me, my pronouns are Z, her, hers. Uh, Hannah was saying something about butts uh, on top of my pronouns, which are arguably more important than butts. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if your pronouns equally, are more equally, equally important equally, to butts. Equally, equally, Um. So, uh, this is a, a podcast. podcast about being gay and playing video games. That's the things it's about. But over the course of the past year, this quote-unquote podcast has turned into quote-unquote journalism. It's turned into a cop watch Twitter is what has it's turned, turned into. into. a cop watch Twitter that uh, has been uh, very... I don't want to say fun, but has has been like a, a very um, beneficial uh, service to a lot of people, I think, um, in Denver uh, that I feel very good about. Um, it's work that has definitely slowed down recently as protesting in Denver has slowed down with the winter uh, happening and mutual aid efforts and uh, efforts for our houseless communities increasing. Um, which has given us a little bit more breathing room to move back into podcasting, which is very nice. Um, but yeah, that's what we've been doing over the past couple of months. Yeah, that and like crying. Yes, being um, 
being so sad being disabled uh in my case uh becoming unemployed yeah Um, yes you did voluntarily in your case yeah on and off voluntarily ish uh uh learning i might have uh eds maybe uh discovering uh you don't have to remember what the acronym stands for you can just give a little overview of what if you want it it basically is like it causes migraines and bad spine and tinnitus and uh like bad joints and cartilage and ligaments and stuff it's wild like i'm doing more research into it right now obviously i'm in the very early stages but as as many of the uh long time listeners know a big important part of kylore is that um doctors really haven't given me a uh overarching diagnosis like I've got kyphosis, I've got lordosis, I've got scoliosis, got all these fun medical problems, got all these problems uh, that are like um, quite possibly symptoms of an overarching issue, but nobody's helped me find the overarching issue, Mm, so now I'm finally maybe trying to find the overarching issue, so it... It looks like it might be uh, EDS, so we'll we'll see. We'll we'll, I'll keep you posted. Um, So that's fun. I'm seeing an OCD specialist for the first time in my life, which is very fun. Which is very fun. Um, Doing doing a lot of uh, a lot of work on my various disabilities that have I think over the course of quarantine either started impacting my life more and more or i've realized the immensity of the proportion in which they impact my life um so fun yeah really really just just a blast overall um it's been it's been genuinely like very uh i don't know like it it feels very affirming Mm. to learn all of these things because that like helps me know why things are the way they are and I don't feel so like like the world is so out of control crazy chaos and like things are like oh my god like why why is this like this it's like a definition to a thing so yeah yeah it like means like i know why my migraines start in my eyes or like or like i i know why i uh have to count to 30 like for you know like like a variety anyway anyway yeah it's it's putting not labels on it, but it's putting a definition on it so you can hopefully treat it. Yeah, like I've been disabled all my life, but I feel like um, every year and really this year, I understand so much more about what it means to like truly identify as disabled and be a member of the disabled community and like identify as uh uh like um uh uh like disabled storyteller Hmm. um which is which is how i like to identify myself um i don't really like the word activist but organizer is a good word uh and storyteller is also a good word i like storyteller Um, a lot i use the word trans storyteller a lot um and disabled one, disabled storyteller is one that I'm going to add to my vernacular. Uh, so that's what I've been doing a lot over the past couple of months. I haven't necessarily um, been putting the pen to paper, so to speak, but my brain has been so active. Oh, yeah, and also uh, shortly um, after uh, uh, losing my job, I uh, was prescribed a medication that caused me to become unable to form short-term memories it was wild i was basically like blackout drunk constantly 
like it sucked so bad y'all yeah it was, it was like real talk it was i the was worst. confused and angry all the time it was yeah. awful it was like it was two months of that yeah it was like uh it was like dementia is what it was like in retrospect it was mm-hmm. like um yeah not to like bring the room down but it was uh it almost cost us our relationship like it was really really awful yeah we've uh we've been through the ringer for sure like uh the quarantine's uh been been rough and i mean that's i think those experiences to me are really valuable like as a disabled person and as a disabled storyteller because um especially like that medication experience because that is so much more common than I feel we give credit for. And being able to share that story will hopefully uh, help other people not have to experience that, right? Or be stuck in that for two months and be able to identify those signs sooner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the, the lesson I would take away from that, because we didn't have this conversation, is whenever you start a new medication, you need to tell the people in your life... What the side effects are. What the side effects are. I mean, I didn't know what the side effects were. This is partially the fault of my psychiatrist. Yes. First of all, get a good psychiatrist. Second of all, know the side effects of your medications. Yes. Third of all, tell the people in your life who are closest to you what the side effects of your medications are so that they know to look for them and not just that you've suddenly turned into a stress-crazed asshole, which is what I thought was happening. Yes. Um, What else is new in our lives besides... I mean, so fucking much, dude. I've, yeah. Have we recorded since we got crawfish? Yes. I don't actually know. I don't know. Crawfish is our son. We got a new, so the longtime listeners of the pod may know that we used to have a pod cat named Tori. And Tori uh, was not technically our cat. Tori belonged to our roommate and he, who I happened to live with, excuse me. Step away um, from the mic to, uh, to breathe in. Swallow. Um, I happened to live with Ty for a number of years, and Ty moved out, and so he took Tori, which was a real shame. Very sad. Very sad. And then Orbit and Ivor moved in. Uh, Orbit very is happy. Very happy. Uh, Ivor's appeared briefly on the pod in a segment that we called This Is Our New Roommate, Ivor. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. It was very fun. We'll have him on to talk about tabletop gaming at some point because yeah. he is a aficionado. He's a, he's a DM. He's, he's a GM. He's a real renaissance man of tabletop gaming. He Anyway, so Tori left the cat. Um, she's fine. She's doing great. She just doesn't live here anymore. Yeah. So she's we, happy. Yeah. After a couple months, we adopted a new cat, and his name is crawfish he has thumbs he has thumbs and fiv and fiv he's a very very special boy he's a black cat and he's big and uh beefy beefy. um he was a little bit fat for a minute but he's because he stole a lot of food he (laughs) there was one time there was one day i think we were on psychedelic drugs we were probably on psychedelic drugs and we were all sitting in the living room and we heard this like rustling noise from the kitchen and we were like, what is that for a while? And because we used to store crawfish's food on top of the fridge. And we walked into the kitchen and crawfish is sitting there with his whole face inside of the bag of food with his like sitting like a person with his belly all distended and just eating his dry food out of the bag. Like just sitting there like <laughs> I would with a bag of, you know, Chips. vegan Doritos and yeah. just shoveling it into his fat little mouth. I so love he's him so much. he's perfect. He's he a lost really good boy. a lot of weight. Since. Yeah, he's he's um, we took he's him to the bed. Down. Yeah, uh, he's, he's he down. is the most loving cat that I have ever met oh in my, my God, entire he's life. Amazing. Uh, I have been spending a lot of time sleeping on the couch lately because stairs are hard when you spend a lot of your life uh, using a wheelchair. Um, and uh, crawfish has taken to sleeping in my lap lately, and it is the best thing it's in the really world. delightful i love it so much he um this is yeah this is a segment on the pod we now call crawfish corner where we just give updates about crawfish yeah um what did he do this week that was really special besides sleep in your lap every day that might be the crawfish corner update for this week is yeah well he sleeps he in your lap in my lap every day and the way that he does it is he'll um 
So when I'm on the couch, um, my wheelchair is in uh, the uh, the room also, um, and Crawfish loves sitting in my wheelchair uh, because it has like a memory foam cushion that's really comfortable, um, and uh, he'll be sleeping in it, and I'll be on the couch, and he'll uh, sit up and he'll go, Meow! And then he'll waddle on over and very determinedly. And that's how he walks. He yeah, waddles. He, he has a very sassy waddle. Um, he walks like he's wearing high heels too because of yeah. his thumbs. Because of cute. his thumbs. And he'll uh, hop up next to me and he'll go, what? And then he'll um, just shove his entire little body as physically close to me as he can get and uh, just vibrate and purr and just God, he's so good. be so happy to be hanging out with his daddy he is the most loving cat i think i've ever met like he is the antithetical to the stereotype the the negative stereotype of cat like he he doesn't care if you interrupt his nap he's just happy to be acknowledged like he at all times just wants touch and attention he's a very very he loves new people he does he's a very polite young gentleman he's uh he's just a real treasure our craw um we'll have to use our instagram to Show if I don't delete it, our craw. I'll put it on Twitter. Maybe we'll yeah. we'll figure out a way to get this this craw to you. This craw, <laughs> this good craw content to the world, because he's he's he deserves to be famous. He's a special boy. If it's Gooey Play has recently shifted to Anchor.fm to host our podcast. Um, this is for a lot of reasons, but uh, basically we uh, would really like to get set up with some advertisers for money. Yeah, we would love to make money. Because I this. am broke and unemployed. Um, so Anchor.fm is a really fucking rad, uh, podcast host. I don't know if I'm allowed to say fucking rad about them, but you know, whatever. I don't think I don't know. You can say whatever you want on your own Um, podcast. Let's move on to our segments. (gasps) Hannah. Um. Yes, Kai. I think we start with what's the gayest thing you've done this week? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, that is how we start. What's the gayest thing you've done this week? Well, my gayest thing I've done this week is very, very sad. Cool. My Love gayest that. thing was uh, getting broken up with. That's fun. Uh, Tell it me wasn't. More. It's the worst. Um, it was just really bad. I, I'm not gonna like get into it on the pod. Like it was a. F- it wasn't bad. Like screaming, shouting, bad breakup. It was just super not mutual at all. Mm, mm, um, mm-hmm. I was very much broken up with. Um, so I've been in the depths of lesbian sadness over the past week. Classic. Um, heartbreak, just pure heartbreak sadness is what I've been feeling primarily. Um, but it's still the gayest thing I've done because other than that, I've just sat on the couch and cried um, or played Tony Hawk. <laughs> All of which is also pretty gay, to be fair. Yeah, that is totally gay. Um, but yeah, that's my gayest thing. It's it's no fun. Well, thank you, Hannah. But that's my gayest thing. What's the gayest thing you've done this week, Kai? I think probably the gayest thing that I've done this week is, um, watch that new, uh, 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 what's her face? Way too far away from the mic. Oh, goddammit. I'm trying to split the difference here. I watched that new- You have been splitting the difference the whole time. You just, you leaned away from splitting the difference. Watch that new Clea Duvall joint. Yeah, uh, we did. We watched that as the other gays. Happiest season. Happiest season. Happiest oh my season. God. We have to it's, talk about happiest season. Um, it's the worst. It's it a bad movie. So bad. Um, I just want to say, uh, all of the lesbian movies that have come out this year are about white blondes and brunettes getting together, and I actually didn't know about the other three that came out this year until i saw a post on twitter that had screenshots screen grabs from all of them that was like oh my god love this representation then there was a post making fun of it for only being uh of the same couple and i saw it and i was like why would they take four screen grabs from happiest season (laughs) and then i realized that it was was four different movies of four Um, different movies that's so funny i don't i don't know i had literally no idea about the other ones um i am out of touch, I guess, with the culture. But yeah. anyway, uh, happy season was bad. Um, God, was so I bad. love Clea Duvall. This is a yeah. Fact. Let us. This are we transitioning into our happiest season review? Oh, I guess so because that's the gayest thing I've done this week. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, love Clea Duvall. Um, it's very important that we, as lesbians on the internet, it's very important that yeah, we yeah, the it's lesbian true. It's internet true. discourse have, about happy season. Have pretty. Um, 
uh, it's also pretty important that we talk about Elliot Page, too. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hi, uh, Elliot Page. Hello, Elliot. Love you. Love this. Love, love it. everything. Love everything about you. I've always so, loved everything about you, and I continue to love everything about you, yeah, Elliot Page. Yeah, very excited. Very excited um, about the whole you thing. You continue to be the love of my life. Uh, you continue to be... I I, I texted this to Hannah the other night, but um, one of my favorite things about Elliot Page, this is just a quick side note from Happiest Season. This is Elliot um, Page Corner. Elliot Page Watch, um, uh, trans celebrity watch. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, when I went to uh, film school in uh, the early mid-aughts, fuck you. Um, you're making a visual joke on an auditory medium. I know. Ass. Um uh, when I went to film school in the early mid-aughts, which is a dumb, terrible sentence, uh, I was told that I was a uh, very Elliot Page type, which was true then and is even more it's true so now. It's so much true right now. Because that was before either of us had transitioned, mm-hmm. and now both of us have. That's so fun. And uh, that just pleases me so greatly that that um, instructor probably knew something that I didn't. Yeah, it's or also... Or they were just homophobic, which is even more likely. I've gotten a lot of uh, of Elliot Page. I've gotten a lot of Juno in my life. Yeah, I've when gotten Juno a lot of came Juno, out, too. I got a lot of yeah, Juno. I got a lot of Juno. There was this girl who I worked with at... I mean, I don't know what their gender is now, but at the time, they were a girl. Mm. Um, who I worked with at, at the water park where I worked as my first job. And... Uh, she called me Juno, and I think in retrospect she was definitely flirting, flirting with me, flirting. and it's flirting with me, and it's one of those things that because she like tried to like bring up pride and like oh. be all sly about like, hey, you like fashion, you gay, yeah, yeah, um, but I wasn't at the time, I didn't know yet, so that's a shame. Could have, could have been. I mean, here's the thing, even. When I have known that I have been gay, I have not known when girls were flirting with me. So, famously. Very famously. Uh, anyway, Happiest Season was bad. Yeah, Happiest and, Season. Um, I love Clea Duvall ever Can since. Can I give a little summary? Fucking, of... uh, but I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader. 1999. Yes, you can give a summary of Happiest Season, please. For just for those of you who are never going who to watch it. Who are smarter than us. Who are smarter than us. Uh, it is... Uh, somebody described it as L word levels of suffering, and I think that is accurate. That was me, dude. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Great. Kai described it as L word levels before you had seen it, though, just based on Twitter discourse. Yes. Uh, you described it as L word levels of suffering. And it's true primarily because everything that happens in the movie happens because one of the people in it is the worst person on earth. Yes. Um, but it's about this couple, one of whom is Kristen Stewart. Uh, and they... The other of whom I don't know. The other of whom I don't care about. And uh, Kristen... I don't even remember her character name. It's Harper. Oh. I remember because it's... uh, Everyone in that family has, like, the whitest name. Harper is the whitest name. It's the whitest name, dude. Shit. Anything that sounds like a last name as a first name is, like, a rich white person name. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like Harper or... I can't think of any others right now. Huntington. But Huntington would be such a white name. Yeah. If that was a first name. And if it's a last name. But anyway, so Happiest Season. It's about uh, this couple. And the Kristen Stewart's character lost her parents when she was 19. This is brought up repeatedly through the movie. And uh, she, Harper, who is the other girl, invites Kristen Stewart home for Christmas uh, for the and. Uh, Kristen Stewart agrees, even though she hates Christmas. They are in the car on the way there, like almost to the house before Harper reveals to Kristen Stewart that not only has she not come out to her parents, who they're about to go stay with, but that she, so obviously she doesn't like, they don't know that Harper is bringing her girlfriend home. Um, So it's not only does they, do they not know that she's her girlfriend, but that she hasn't come out to her parents at all. But they also don't know that Kristen Stewart's gay at all. Yeah, they, they... So not only do they not know that Harper's gay, they also don't know that Harper's dating Kristen Stewart, but they also, also, also don't know that Kristen Stewart's gay. It is literally a, a triple worst-case scenario. Yeah, it is the worst. And the beginning of the movie is... Can we please not go through 
plot I'm point, not going to go for a plot by point, plot, plot point. I'm not. I promise. <laughs> okay. Thank that's you. that's the conceit of the movie. From yeah, there, thank God. Uh, from there, like shenanigans happen. Yeah. And eventually, she tells her parents, and they all live happily ever after. But in the meantime, a lot of really fucked up shit happens, and Harper's the worst person on the planet. Like yeah, everything that happens in that movie. When I was folding my laundry the other day, I was thinking, you know what pisses me off about Happiest Season is the whole, everything happens. Every single thing happens in that movie because Harper's a bad person. That's yes. it. Yes, I am just fucking thankful that we didn't go through a plot point by plot point because I do not have the um, patience or ability to uh, relive the trauma and horror that was um, Harper uh, directly um, poisoning every experience that Kristen Stewart had in her life over the course of the five days that they were together. Um, nor will I ever forgive this movie for making Aubrey Plaza, noted transphobe, the good person. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just, it's torturous. It's, I had a fun time watching it and I would maybe watch it again next year. I would watch it again next year just because I, um, enjoy hurting myself. Yeah, totally. And I love pain. Yeah, it's kind of like rewatching the L word, but it's not. It's it's really not. Yeah, it's like fitting all all six, all five. I'm sorry, all five seasons of the L word. There is no sixth season in Lake Lau Guy. Um, uh, all five seasons of the L word into uh, a, a short hour and thirty minute um, bite sized segment. Yeah. In many ways, it wasn't nearly as painful, just because by the conceit of it being a romantic comedy, like not as many really really horrifying things are going to happen but it's not something you really need to watch there is no piss scene there is no piss scene in uh in happiest which season which actually now that i think about it makes happiest season worse than the l word okay sure i feel like happiest season would be better if there was a piss scene happiest season man what a movie yeah just watch carol instead Yes, or But I'm a Cheerleader, my yeah. other favorite. Watch literally anything else instead of Happiest mm, Season. Not literally anything else, but most other things. Yeah, watch most other things instead of Happiest Season. Because there are quite a few other um, like queer movies that I can think uh, back to that I would actually recommend less than Happiest Season. Wow, that's pretty shocking. Yeah, but I spent a lot of time on queer Netflix in my teen years. Yeah, that's true. You've seen the whole gamut of I've seen, really, really bad yeah. queer movies. So um, anyway, back to our uh, normal segos. Hannah. Yes. Yes. Yes what? And? Yes, Kai. Why Why do I have to say your... Oh. Because that's how we always do it. Okay. Yes, Kai. Thank you. Um, what have you been playing over the past... Like Week six months to six months. Let's talk because we've played so many. Fucking I know, video I know, we've played so many over the past six Wait, months. I, how, do you do you want to do like a a, a like a back and forth, a back and forth, or do you want to like list them, or do you want to like let's do with the expectation I'll do, of going greater in depth later? Yeah, there's some of these that I'll probably want to do great greater in depth look okay. at at some point. Um, like I could talk about now that I'm a fucking persona nerd. I could talk about Persona 5 for years. Years. Um, so I guess that's where I'll start is I Bad. played a Persona 5 regular edition, which I bought when I bought my PS4 and hadn't bought it on disc. Um, and I hadn't played it yet. And so I played it and I fell shockingly in love with it. It is one of my new favorite games I've ever played um, until I played Persona 5 Royal I know that's a back and forth. We'll get to that uh, until I played Persona 5 Royal, which I played both Persona 5 and Royal in the past six months. I mean, Royal is uh, the perfect version of Persona 5. Yes, the almost perfect version of Persona almost 5. Almost perfect version, yes. But yeah, Royal is is everything that's good about Persona 5. But magnified. Magnified. Made there was better. like a month or two, probably two months between the yep. two. Between yeah, there was a break. Two. But it was a pretty short turnaround for me playing. And I've never done that. I've never played a 120-hour game and then turned around and immediately replayed a 120-hour game. That's how much I love Persona 5. Yeah. 
That's it's my a wonderful game. It's a fucking such a good game. It's I mean, the Persona series is incredible. Um, do you think you would go back and play the other Persona games? Because you know, I own them, right? I know. I probably not, only because I like how forgiving Persona Five is, mm, and knowing yeah. that the other games. I also, I this is like a weird thing with me, but I have a really hard time going back and playing older games if I didn't play them. Because if I don't have nostalgia for the bad graphics or the clunky mechanics or something like that, like it, like it's hard for me to want to go back and play a new PS2. That's just so interesting game. to me because Which you did go back and play up. The Witcher Three over the past uh, six months. Yeah, it's uh, first of all, it was free on PlayStation. Second of all, that's I don't weird because the that. Persona Four is free on Kai Station. Yeah, but it's an it's it's a PlayStation 2 game, Kai. Like it's Yeah, no, you're right. That's I'm fair. Pers- Witcher 3 is not an old game. It came out 5 years ago. Uh P- Persona 4 came out like t- 10 years ago at least. Fair, fair. I'll so, give you that. And I don't know why that is and that probably makes me a bad gamer. That I don't I, think it makes you a bad gamer. It makes you a bad person. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But so maybe someday. I don't know. There's just so many new games coming out. Yeah, yeah, no out. pressure. There's a lot of new games. Yeah. And like, will I play future Persona games when they come out? Yes, absolutely. No question. Um, Hopefully the series will continue to be um, as uh, forgiving as Persona 5 is because one of my least favorite parts of uh, the series up to this point has been the fact that you pretty much have to do everything in a specific order or else... Or else you're boned. Or else you're boned. Yeah, and I don't like the idea of that. Like, that's what you had warned me about with Persona, and that's what kept me from playing it for a really long time, because I didn't think I was going to like it. And then one day, I was just like, I don't know, I'll give Persona 5 a try, and fell in love with it so quickly. It's like, it's just so many, it checks so many of my boxes. It's turn-based combat. It's so good. So that's, I don't want to take up too much time per game because like i said i could talk about persona forever um but it's it's just it's chosen family it's not gay that's the problem with persona it's heavily implied to be gay but never explicitly made gay except for lala escargo in the crossroads gay bar you get to hang out in kai what's a game that you've played over the past six months um i too will go back in time um, and I will talk about a game that I played uh, much earlier on in quarantine. And uh, for me, that is um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah, you were so um, into that for I a minute. I was really deeply into Red Dead Redemption 2 for a minute. Uh, I got it um, really, really cheap on a sale early on. Uh, and that was the only reason why I was at all willing to... Um, do it because uh, I remember how badly they uh, treated those um, employees, uh, Rockstar, to make this game. And um, I also know how awful all of the characters are in this game and how awful the story is. And um, I remember what I said at the time was, this is so weird to play because it's my favorite game that I've ever played where I have so vehemently hated the main character, the story, and all the other characters, pretty much. Like, I do not care for Arthur Morgan. I do not care for the story, like, any aspect of it. I don't care for pretty much any of the side characters. There's horrific ableism, homophobia, transphobia, misogyny, racism. Mm, um, Rockstar games. Like, edgy. uh, Fucking anti-semitism like every every single kind of bigotry bigotry that you can have in a game obviously that's rockstar baby contained they're inflammatory kai don't you get it yeah and and i obviously do not condone or enjoy fucking any of that and you can avoid all of it almost Pretty much, I have managed to avoid all of it by just uh, roaming around the open world. The only reason why I love this game is because the open world is the most dynamic and beautiful open world that I have ever experienced in my entire life. It is the most believable open world that I have ever experienced in my entire life. One of the things that I have missed the most over the course of quarantine um being uh immunocompromised being a wheelchair user is that um 
even if I were to uh, like take a walk or take a take a take a roll throughout my neighborhood, you know, um, a rollabout, take a rollabout. Uh, wear like my N95 mask, wear a cloth mask over that, get all, get all suited up, you know, uh, take my wheelchair out. Uh, people fucking love touching your wheelchair or you in your wheelchair when you're in a wheelchair. So it's like not even safe to do that. Even if I do prepare, like going outside has been the primary thing that I have missed the most. And like just saying hi to people. And that's something that this game replicates, like, so, so well. Like, you just can go outside and just ride your horse around and pick plants and say hi. And that's, like... That's all you want to do. That's all I want to do. And I just did that for just, like, a month. I just rode my horse around and picked up plants and said hi to people. And that was all that I did in that game. Like, legit, just for eight hours a day, I would just ride my horse around, say hi to people, and pick plants. Amazing. Um, And it was very gratifying, uh because I was just stuck inside. So uh, that's that's one of the games that I've been playing. What about you? So after Persona 5, I dove uh, immediately into God of War, finally. And it was so good. Um, when I first played God of War, it was like when I just got my PS4. And so I couldn't, like I just wasn't good at it yet. Like I had been playing Xbox for a few years. And uh, so I just just didn't pick it up I don't know um but then this time I'm good at games now and I played all of God of War and I loved it uh I have complaints about the game but I think it's a really really fantastic video game and I think it's right to get the praise that it does um it was fun as fuck to watch too I was really invested in it good I'm glad because it was fun as fuck to play uh yeah, it's, I have nothing new to say about God of War that hasn't been said. The combat mechanics are so much fun. I, I'm I sure mean, I do. I mean, the one thing that I would probably add to it is that uh, that you would add to it that I will repeat that you said is uh, there are, like, no women in that game. Yeah, that's a bad thing. There are, is one woman in that game. Yeah. And she suffers. She's rad. She's the raddest. She's Freya. Well, that's kind of a spoiler, but whatever. Um, and she's the raddest. Um yeah, that's God of War discourse. There's no women in that game. That's a bad thing. And the other bad thing is the, I think the one shot thing is bullshit. Because it's, I mean, there's loading screens. It's just you have to run around in them. You like go yeah. into this like back world between the worlds and like have to run in a circle basically while the next level loads. So it's, it's. What's funny about that is God of War's false promise of, of no lo- loading screens could have been achieved by the next generation if they had just waited, like, two, uh, two years for uh, the PS5 or the Xbox I imagine X. the next God of War game will have actually no loading times. Yeah. Which will be so cool. Uh, if they had uh, made it on this one, um, yeah, it would have been, like, a second of going through that yeah. open world, overworld tree yeah so that's i god of war god of war is good baby hot take god of war is really good you should play it if you have the opportunity um highly 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 recommend that game kai what else did you play i don't fucking remember man um uh uh i played uh fall guys um you got really into fall guys i remember what you played what i played what else did i play you did Fall Guys. Uh, you got so into Hades. Oh, yeah, Hades. Thank you. Holy shit, I forgot about Hades. I played Hades for, like, years. Hades is one of my favorite games of all time. Thank you so much for remembering Hades. Um, I love Hades. It made roguelike games accessible to me. Um, a person who has never played a roguelike game before because they were always far too hard for me to play. Uh, not only that, but it also got Achilles right, um, made him gay. It has so many queer characters. It has polyamory in games. It what? has asexuality in my game. In games, it it's it's it literally like it. It is the perfect perfect game. Perfect game. It's an the only game. the 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 like the 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 complaint that I have in terms of representation is that like there's no fat people. Mm, yeah. 
And that's a problem in most games. And that's games. a problem in most games. Um, like, this fucking, this fucking game rips. Like, it rips hard. Rips hard. I, I unlocked everything in this game. I did everything you, you could. It, it's got fucking genderqueer characters. It's, like, got trans characters. It's, it's, it's the shit, man. It, this game rules. The Switch is the right console for it, too. Like, playing it on the computer, I can't imagine playing it without a controller. Um, playing it on the Switch is the right way to go. Yeah, super giant uh, games, I feel like, are really, really It's my well first suited. super giant game, too. Um, and it really sold me on the, uh, company for yeah. sure. Uh, anyway, um. Which I've been talking about Supergiant. I know. For forever. Years. You've been trying to get me to play it too. Yeah. We'll definitely do a whole episode on Hades. Oh yeah, at for some sure. Point. Anyway, uh, what else about you? After God of War, I played, uh, Outer Worlds. Oh yes, I finally. played Outer Worlds too, but I talked about that already on the podcast, I think. You played Outer Worlds like two years ago. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, I, I, time is hard lately. What about you? How, how I just played o- about Outer Worlds in the I, past six months. How 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 do you feel? About I thought it was okay. Um, I here's the thing. I had fun while I was playing it, and I was deeply invested in in the character. Well, some of the characters, um, side quests and stuff. Uh, and I thought the combat was fun, but I will never play that game again. Yeah. Upon reflection, it really doesn't have as much like emotional resonance as games like Mass Effect or Dragon Age did. Um, it felt like a like a diet game. Like yeah. It felt like a diet Mass like Effect. Like a sugar-free version. Yeah. Like a like the sparkling water of the delicious cocktail that is Mass Effect. Yeah. And that's to say. I like the sparkling water. I love sparkling water. I prefer sparkling water to... To delicious cocktails. Yeah. Well, that's a bad analogy, but it's... It was um, fine. I thought it was fine. It was on, like, a lot of people's Game of the Year lists the year that it came and out. it was and that kind of thing. one of the better games of that year. And I think it's I think it's a good game to play once. The biggest yeah. complaint I had about it was, and I, this is a complaint I have about a lot of games, is I found the aesthetic somewhat monotonous. Like, mm. I felt like all the maps kind of looked the same. Um, yeah, and I can see that. like, all the indoor spaces just had that, like, drab kind of industrial and i know that was to create a feeling but it just it, it kind of reminded me of a gearbox game in that way yeah it was a little gearboxy it was like gearbox bioware it was fine i thought it was yeah. not as fun as borderlands 2 when it had exactly the same plot pretty much yeah like the conceit of the game seemed to be what happened before borderlands like yeah. um and that's a fine conceit that's a fun conceit even uh it just wasn't i don't know it was just kind of boring like it was kind of a boring game it was fun but boring yeah like i played the whole thing was happy i played it was happy to finish it and then immediately uninstalled it from the playstation i was like i have no more desire to engage with this game uh like i wouldn't look at fan art for outer worlds you know it's not nothing in it made me care enough about it to like really want to care about it what really makes me wonder is uh those planets that are still on the map that you can't go to are is there gonna be dlc it's been like two years i know i I sort of feel like no i don't fucking anyway um what else have i been playing um i'll i'll just i'm gonna speed through because i feel like we're we're fine oh are we we're fine okay we're just talking um i uh played um i've been played i had played in bento for a while on your uh switch the other day the other day in bento's a fun little puzzle in bento's a fun little puzzle game i made it um almost the whole way through it's just a delightful little cute you're cat. a cat and you're making bentos for bento. your, your cat kid yeah it's really it's just nice it's just it's just delightful it it was pretty cheap yeah, it's like five bucks on the Switch. And it's got quite a bit of content, way more puzzles than I expected. Um, you played uh, Disco Elysium a little bit. Oh, yeah, I played a little bit of are... Disco Elysium, too. Um, and that was really good. Uh, I definitely struggled to stick with it because I um, sitting at a computer hurts and playing with a keyboard hurts, but I got a... Uh, I found my old um, controller, computer xbox 360 controller um i'm gonna try playing it again with that because it's a really fun game um i really enjoy uh the um 
I enjoy the critical theories offered by the creators, like the creators are communists and Eastern European and have interesting thoughts on both of those things. Um, and the way that the, um, the skills work is like you're constantly rolling dice to see like if you pass uh, skill checks and that's really cool. Um, that's a fun RPG mechanic that I think more games should um, institute. I also uh, played um, some, uh, oh, what is that called? Par- Paradise Killer. Um, oh, yeah. I struggled to get into it because the controls were a little bit hard for me. Uh, I might try putting it up on the TV, see if that's any easier. Um, but the aesthetic and the plot of that game is really cool. It's like uh, vaporwave and weird as fuck. Cool. And right now I'm playing um, Rune Factory 4 Special for the Switch. It's basically just like an MMORPG, but without the other people. It's uh, It's got harvest moon it's got dungeon crawling it's got monster farming it's got life sim so like animal crossing with swords it's like animal crossing but with swords that makes sense because on the surface when you say all of those things it doesn't sound like a game that you would normally play but animal crossing with swords sounds like a game you would play yeah it's kind of like animal crossing but with swords um what else? What else have you been playing, Hannah? I just kind of went through my list. That's okay. Uh, I've played a little. I've been, I've been playing. I played a chunk of Hades. I will play more of Hades. I just yeah. haven't really felt like playing a game like that. Like I haven't really felt like playing super giant type games. Um, even though Hades is objectively the best game. I know you get there. I I will get there, and I'm doing it in little chunks. Um, I played all of Fire Emblem Three Houses, mm. which is a boring, soothing game. Is how I feel about it. It's I played the first five minutes of it, and Hannah was right next to me, and I put it down, and I said, this is the most boring thing yeah, ever. Yeah, you said, oh my god, I'm already bored. Yeah, and, and I did not down. pick it back up. Uh, I liked it. I liked that it was boring. Fire Emblem is all turn-based combat and boring conversations. I this is the only the Fire combat. Emblem game <laughs> I've ever played. Yeah. Um, but this game is all turn-based combat and boring conversations. Like, everybody in it is pretty boring. I was yeah. like... I liked my characters like I picked the blue lion house because their combat style sounded the most similar to what I like Uh um and I hear the DLC fucks I hear the DLC has like the best developed characters I believe that I don't know if I'm gonna get the DLC and replay it I don't know if I'm I mean I might at some point Griffin says that the DLC is like better than the the OG houses like the DLC house is better than the OG ones that makes sense yeah um yeah, I thought it was fine. Griffin of uh, the besties. Uh, Griffin McElroy. Everybody knows who he is. Yeah, I, I just say that this, because yeah. the besties is a video game podcast that I listen to and where I learn about some new video games. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who the McElroys are. Possibly. Probably. Who knows, though? I don't know. Um, I don't like to assume anyone knows anything. That's true. So I played Fire Emblem, Three Houses. It was exactly what I needed. Um, you played some of the Pokemon expansion? I did. I played the Armor of Isle Pokemon expansion. Um, it was fine. I think I'm just not into Pokemon It looked right now. fine. It didn't look super... It was I don't, fine. Well, here's the thing about Pokemon is nobody is doing anything innovative. Yeah. It's just Pokemon. It's just Pokemon. So the I DLC was just basically another wild area. I need something new if I'm going to play Pokemon again. That's fair. I liked, I mean, I really liked Sword and Shield. I loved Sword and Shield. It's just, I finished Sword and Shield, and I and felt I'm like, I, after like 90 hours, and I felt like I was done with yeah, Sword and Shield. exactly. I'm done and with Sword and Shield. Yeah, the DLC is not. It's just more Sword and Shield. It's just more Sword and Shield. It's just another wild area. And, like, and that's fine. It's like more catching Pokemon, but it hasn't what been what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Um, God, I've played so many games. What else did I play? We've been well, playing. We've oh. been playing so many games because, I mean, it's a wonderful way to leave your house when you're stuck inside. And we're lucky enough that we have a lot of consoles and we have some spare money to throw at this kind of shit. Yeah, because we don't. We're not spending money on anything else. Yeah. Except for groceries, pretty much. We uh, have been playing a lot of Tony Hawk. 
Oh yeah, we got we've Tony Hawk's it the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remaster, and we've been doing the classic pass the controller back and forth. Yeah, I heard uh, also on the Besties that is a fun game to pass back and forth with your spouse on the couch, and I was like, Hannah, we have to pass it back and forth. So we've been playing it, Tony been Hawk. Fun. That's uh, been fun. And we have gotten like much better at it. It's been fun to watch like over the course of us playing it over multiple nights, like starting off at zero and then like getting a lot better. Yeah, it is nice to watch us get better um, at Tony Hawk. Hannah, like, finally hitting a score of, like, 100K for the first time the other day and, like, being mind-boggled at that when I was not able to, like, even get a score of 420, like, (laughs) weeks ago, you know? Like, that was just really cool. I liked that. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun, it's a, it's a fun game to watch you like a lin- not linear but like to see yourself be shitty at something and watch yourself get better at something um plus it's just fun it's just it's a, really fun it's delightful it's tony game. hawk's pro skater one and two like it's thug four rules if that means anything to you uh it's fun it's just a fun game you should get it it's like 30 dollars. yeah which is great because it's not even it's not even it's not even full price but it's, it's not even a full price game like two full games yeah there are so many maps and if you never played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater as a kid, you'll like it. If you, you did, will. we did not. You'll like it. Neither of us played it as a kid, and both of us are really enjoying yeah. it. It's just a really fun remaster, yeah. um, and you can play online. And there's all sorts of all sorts of you can customize your skater. Uh, we made a little skater that looks exactly like me. And then we made another one that looks like Joker from Persona Five. Yeah, because it was a long a series, a long of, series joke. of inside jokes. It doesn't matter that we didn't get to say on the podcast, so they're not real. Yep. They're, uh, yeah, we've been, well, we haven't been that funny over the past six months because we've been I don't know. So I've, had a, I've had a couple zingers. Yeah, there's been a couple in there. We'll get back to it of being funny. We'll get back to being, mostly right now we've just been explanatory. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be funny again, but we just needed to. to we needed to catch y'all up. We needed to catch y'all up to what we've been playing and what we've been doing. And we needed to catch ourselves back up to podcasting. Yeah. Which is something that we will still be doing hopefully you still like our podcast (laughs) hopefully you still enjoy our podcast yeah um i don't know hopefully uh my uh, i think our intention is to um you know like just keep going with the same format we're calling this kind of quote-unquote season two because we switched hosts and stuff and are uh adding advertising to the platform um, but we, uh, will be, of course, as always, open to suggestions. Um, we'll be taking your game suggestions, Oh, there's questions. one more thing I've been playing. Oh, yeah, what else have you been playing? I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, yeah. For I some godforsaken reason. Uh, it's not that good. No, it's... It's an it's extremely not. mediocre video game. Yeah. And I had heard it kind of hyped up, like it was gonna be like Odyssey, but it's in every measurable way worse than Odyssey. It's just not a very good video game. No. It's fine. I've played like 30 hours of it. I don't know if I'll play any more of it. I did buy it the day it came out, which maybe I should have waited for reviews, but here we are. Um, The reviews have been like positive, mostly, kind of. Depends. The besties didn't really like it. Yeah, I I don't know why. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's not that good. I had heard that you'd be able to be even more gay than you were in Odyssey. It's not true. I don't know who the fuck told you that, but... It's super not true. That's you, not true. You've had, I've had zero opportunities to romance anybody in this game. There are opportunities for you to have funny, weird sexual encounters. I in... haven't even encountered those. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying what I've heard about Assassin's okay. Creed Valhalla. There, there are opportunities for that. Apparently not as many as the previous game, or I guess rare, or Hannah just hasn't found any yet. Um, but uh, there are fewer opportunities to have, like, relationships. Yeah, I haven't had any opportunity to do anything. Yeah. Uh, and I've played, like, 30 hours of the well, game. there you go. So it doesn't seem like it's probably very uh, common in the game. Um, yeah, that's that's, I think, finally all that I've been playing. I played a little bit of... Middle Earth Shadow of War. Oh, yeah, that looked fun. There were a lot of cool mechanics in that, like the worm guy that you had to uh, take control of to get that intel, and then the and then the and then the other guy that you had to kill. All, <laughs> all, 
literally all the Middle Earth Shadow of games are is cool mechanics. That's all it is. That's great. It's just running around fighting. Like, that's all it is. You know what else I've been getting into recently? What? Lost Media. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we've gone... We've... we've uh, Gone down several YouTube holes. Yeah, uh, we've been watching but, a lot of things. Um, Lost Lost Media... I was just thinking about it because I was thinking about um, Battle for Middle Earth, which was one of my favorite games growing up. Uh, Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth, for clarity. Um, and uh, I, until recently, had a copy of it. Uh, and... I just always think about that whenever you say Lord of the Rings, um, Shadow of Mordor or whatever. Um, <laughs> Keep I talking. Think of, I think of my better game. That's all. Yeah. That's it. I just, that's it. It's it. The reason you brought it up just oh, now because is it's, it's lost, lost media. media. Now it's lost. I just, I just think about the fact that I just had it and now it's, and now it's lost. And I just think about how weird that is that up until recently it was in my possession and I had no idea that it, that was, it was lost, lost media. media, like, yeah, globally. Crazy. Like, it's just wild that there are just all these pieces of just, like, lost. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just, like, thinking out loud. We found I'm out just, like, that the, uh, the Legend of Korra game, which I think we talked which about. Which we talked about on the podcast, yeah. and you played as Lost Media. I played at, it played when I was super drunk, and it's a really bad game, uh, is awful Lost game. Media. Awful, awful game. Almost yeah. unplayably bad. Yeah, really, really unplayably bad game, uh, but made by the Bayonetta people, which yeah. is super strange. Um, I honestly thought it was a reskin of a Naruto game that I had played when I was a kid. Because it was so... It was so bad. Bad. Yeah, so... Anyway, that's where we're at. Um, hopefully our listening. podcast will also be a really fun, um, like... I don't know. I would really like to talk about like more queer theory, more research, more like oh, leftist theory, more mutual aid, like stuff yeah, like that. 100%. Um because no I really think that um that has a place in our podcast because that's what we do. That is what we do. Um anyway, I love you a lot and I'm really stoked to be doing this with you again. I love you too, and I'm stoked to be doing this too. Uh we'll get back we'll we'll get back into it. Um, we appreciate your your patience with us. We appreciate your patronage, listenership. your listenership. Um, you can find us on social media. Our main social media is our Twitter. It's at Gay Gamers, G A Y G A M E R Z. Um, you can follow it for podcast updates, um, and you can follow it for Cop Watch updates if you're going to the protests in Denver, as well as uh, mutual aid information. Yes, just generally general stuff yeah so tell your friends about the pod and about the twitter um follow the twitter if you don't if you have a twitter great if you don't have a twitter also great good for you um so yeah oh you can email us yeah you can email at us you can email at us you can email us at if it's gay we play at uh protonmail.com we have a new email now if it's gay we play at protonmail.com Yes, shoot us an email. Um, shoot us a rating or a review on your your podcatcher of choice. Yes, we love ratings, reviews, uh, friend recommendations, um, whatever. Yeah, we're just we're happy to be back. We're happy to be back, and we are excited to engage with you all, fine listeners. Again, uh, we missed you. We did, and it's gonna be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be a positive thing. My therapist is so sure that this is going to be a positive thing. And that, for me. friends, is all I need to hear. Recommended. So, this podcast recommended by my therapist. For you. For me. Not the do. listener necessarily. Yep. But who knows? Maybe your therapist will recommend Maybe it too. Maybe your therapist I don't know. will. Start a podcast. Ask your therapist if, if it's gay we play is, is right, right for, for you. you. Side effects may include laughter, tears. That's it. Pretty much. Homosexuality. Homosexuality. Transsexuality. Transgenderism. Depression. Depression. Anxiety. Anyway, this has been If It's Gay We Play. Um, That's probably all that we say at the end, right? Thank you for listening. Yeah, Um, thanks for listening. Oh, thank you, Aaron, for uh, the uh, intro music. um, Yeah, thank you to our our producer, Aaron, who is not recording with us anymore because... He's stepping back. Yeah, he's stepping back. Um... But he still edits the pod, and he's a good boy, and he did our uh, theme music. Yeah. And, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Just thanks for listening. Thanks for being patient with us while we figure out how to pod again. Well, Kai. Well, Hannah. Keep being gay. That's not what we say. Fuck. (laughs) 
which you would know if you ever listened to our podcast. I just Keep being... No. Keep playing gay. There you go. Try it again. Keep playing gay. Keep being games. And fuck shit up. Fuck shit up. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.